Well, it's been a horrid day for the Hawthorne Football Club. The last thing you need is a bunch of injuries on the eve of round one. And one man who is doing a terrific job for the revamped Chill 9 footy team, it must be said. Um, and it is on. There's, there's a great rivalry. I want to ask you about that shortly. But Joshua Dore is his name. He was at Hawthorne today. Josh, thanks for your time, buddy. No worries, Kane. I don't know where to start. I mean, the news came through that Dylan Moore has got glandular fever, so he's out for a month, but it got worse from there. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, carnage, really. And, and you know, these intra-club games are supposed to be a good way to warm it up, and um, in the end, it's just been a disaster for the Hawks. So first it was CJ, um, who we know has gone over to Qatar in January to try to fix this soft tissue curse. He had you know, groin and Achilles issues last year. Uh, and was looking really good. He's playing on a wing, bit of a different role for him instead of half back. And then he walked off uh, right towards half time and just didn't look right. And you can see there was something in his eye that he knew he'd done something. Turns out to hamstring. So he's having scans, and we're waiting to hear back from that. It's, it's hoped it's not on the serious end, but given his history of soft tissue, it's mm. a real concern that they just can't get right at the moment with with his body. He's such a talent, but he just can't get his keep his body on the park. And then it just got worse from there. James Blank, um, and you'll see the vision tonight on Nine News. Such a simple little change of direction. Picked up the ball, was going into a tackle, sort of turned to brace his body, and his left knee under the weight has just has gone down, and he was in immense pain straight away. And, and again, you could just tell that it was serious, and and uh, and scans confirmed pretty quickly that it was an ACL, and I think he knew not long after coming off. And, and that, if anything, is probably going to be the most damaging one because they, they don't have a lot of uh, tall defensive stocks. We know James Sisley, the skipper's uh, a gun and, and obviously Sam Frost is um, experienced down there, but it, it really falls away from, from there. And uh, I guess you look to your man, potentially Kane in Denver, Granger Barras, who's been unable to really come on as, as a, an opportunity for him. And, you know, we talk now about the SSP window as well. They've got until Monday if they want to try to sign a player. Ethan Phillips is a guy through Box Hill that has been training with them and has some good size, so maybe they look at that option. But, um, yeah, the, the magnets have really been thrown around now for Sam Mitchell. You mentioned uh, more, and obviously Will Day's already been ruled out around one as well with that foot. So, uh, yeah, it couldn't really be a worse day for an intra-club game down there, and it's, it's sort of left them a little bit reeling, I think. Yeah, I think you, you've summed it up pretty nicely. Because they're not just the, the players on the outskirts. They're seriously important players, none more so than, than Will Day. Now, the time frame for when he's back is still a little bit vague. He's not going to play round one. More, who knows how you recover from glandular fever. Tom Tom is pretty slow to coming back from that one, which is nasty and really affects your, your energy levels. And the key position player and then um, the showpiece across half back they didn't have access to, access to last year. So uh, not great. What, what was the vibe like? I mean, as a player, whenever you see one of your teammates, particularly in an inch club, go down, you know it's serious straight away. Did they stop play? Did they have a break? Did they call it off? Yeah, stop play immediately, and, and you could tell there was concern from uh, the tackler, one of the young VSL boys, um, and, and uh, limped him off. He was he was pretty sore and pretty painful, but sort of as he came off towards the ground, he was able to put a bit of weight on it and walk it off. But um, as I said, there was you know shaking of the head and, and some real concern from the physios that did the ACL test in the ten underneath, and I think the scans probably concerned the worst. But yeah, I, I, they were definitely shaken up, and, and there was a bit of a a lull in the rest of that third quarter before uh, before the rest of the game finished off. They'd been um, sort of mixed teams in the first half and then went into a, an A-team versus B-team set-up in the, in the second half. And, and thankfully, some of the forwards, the new forward line mix, Nick Watson, he's going to be a, a jet and he showed mm. some great signs and he'll definitely play round one. And Marby Ortrell was, was pretty impressive, kicked three or four goals and, and provided a bit of aerial support for Mitch Lewis and, and Jack Gunson as well, which the Hawks have probably lacked up the ground as well at times. So they... 
they lifted a bit of spirits in the, in the fourth quarter and, um, you know, probably the, the positives which Hawks fans can take away. Henry Husswaite's another young kid who might get a look in the midfield at times. So there are certainly some positives, but, yeah, it's going to be, unfortunately, uh, for the Hawks and, and Sam Mitchell a day where they're going to be sort of counting the cost of um, what's been a pretty high intra club. Yeah, so some of the positives, you've seen some vision on, on Nine News, Marby Old look looked good, and Hawthorne have posted some vision, and Watson, you mentioned. How did Gunston look? Yeah, he looked good and, and played in the in the A team in the in that second half when they when they split up and kicked a few goals and and provided a bit of a presence up the ground. So it's going to be really interesting because we know that you know thrown these um, new look this forward line with Watson and Jack Inovan and, and obviously Blake Hardwick as well who's playing as a forward. He was a forward in, in his junior years and has become such a um, you know fantastic small defender over the years. But they're going to trial him up there. So there's definitely a few different looks that Hawthorne are going to throw at them and it'll be interesting to see where Gunston falls into all of that given his age and, and, and probably you know on the back end of the profile when you want to be giving Lewis and Chol as much time as possible. But kicked a few goals and, and had some nice speed and dash still. So he's, he's, he's over some of the injury issues that potentially played in a bit last year. So good depth there. And, and again, as I said, good depth in the midfield. John Newcomb was superb again. If if you're a betting man, they might they might need to win a few extra games, but he's going to be right in the brown low hunt. I reckon you know he's just mm. such a strong, powerful player, and obviously with Will Day out, it's going to be pretty important. So there's good depth there, but um, again, the depth across halfback and, and and defensively right in the fullback line, I guess, is probably going to be the the big concern now. So um, some positives to take from uh, two of the lines, and, and I guess now a bit of a, a watch on that defensive area and and see who might stand up in in the, in the absence of James Blank. Josh Dawes doing a great job for Channel 9. He's with us. He was down at Hawthorne today for a disastrous day on the injury front for the Hawks. They lost uh, three key players um, today, which is certainly not ideal on the back of Will Day as well being out. Uh, what about uh, Jack Ginevan? You, you mentioned him briefly. Did he look fit? Did he look sharp? Yeah, yeah, look fit, look fit, look sharp. Um, probably a bit quite a bit of a quieter day for Jack potentially. Didn't mm. I think quite catch the eyes as as maybe he has a in a few past sessions, and, and I guess that'll be the challenge for him again with spots. And, and you know, we're talking about Nick Watson, and you know, can't forget Luke Bruce as well too, who's uh, you know such an important part of that forward line, and, and, and won't be giving up his spot pretty easily. So that's going to be the challenge for Jack. You know, applying some pressure, and probably didn't, um, as I said, set the world on fire today, but. Um, you know, I think yeah, he's obviously going to be an important piece of uh, their team to start the year, and it's going to be up to him to you know really um, hold down that spot. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they you know shape that all up. We know um, you know Mitch Lewis is a star when he's on the park and and, and um, the support of Bruce around. But these guys are going to be uh, yeah sort of hot competition. Connor McDonald's another one who is probably worth mentioning. He's uh, He's playing across half forward and really wants to push into the midfield, but um, he kicked a couple of goals today too. So he's another one that's going to be, you know, keen to hold on to his spot and, and not let a new guy like Jack Kinnaman come in. So there's going to be some good competition for him. He's not, he's not just going to get it given on a player. You'd think he'd be there round one, but he's going to have to, you know, perform. So um, a yeah, good competition, I think, which is healthy for the, the Hawks yeah. forward line. Probably uh, for those that are advocating for a mid-season trade period, probably a day that highlights perhaps why we need it. And Nathan Murphy yesterday from Collingwood, his timeline to return to play is, is still up in the air. We've seen McStay go down with a knee. There's carnage everywhere at Melbourne. There's carnage at, at Hawthorne. So if the AFL is looking at it going, yeah, we've probably made the right call on bringing it in, but perhaps 12 months too late. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, thankfully for the Hawks, they've got a few days left with the SSP period until Monday if they want to act quickly there. But 
uh, yeah, I think clubs have certainly been pushing for that for this reason. And um, you know, these these knee these knee injuries they're, they're terrible and they come in such the most minor and uh, in minute actions. And, and that's what it was with Blank. And you know, we get a chance to see the vision, but it, it's it's such a shame. And it can be season over in a snap for a guy mm. who had been showing a lot of promise to just sign him up on a two-year deal extension. So they were pretty um, confident about what he was providing and. Obviously, you know, he frees up James Sicily so well as well too and allows him to do his intercepting thing. So what does that mean for James Sicily's role potentially, you know, in the early parts of the season? It's going to be another interesting ramification off the back of this. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a real real sting for them. And, um, you know, watch Nack now, I guess, over the next few days to see how quickly they move to get a bit of a replacement in, um, if possible, through the, uh, the SSP process. Hey, before we let you go, you've really upped the ante down there at Channel 9, led, led by my man, um, Tony Jones, who's clearly cracking the whip, but Tom Morris has hit the ground running. Xander Maguire's done some really good stuff, and yourself, you're all over it, presenting exceptionally well to camera and out and about. How's the vibe at, at Channel 9? Things have, phew, I feel like you're in, you've had a really big preseason. It's been a good pre-season, good, some good match simulation, good some, yeah. some good experience. A very hungry team and uh, <laughs> driven along very nicely. And Tommy Morris has got a good chat with Carlton CEO Brian Cook tonight with all the exciting news out of the Blues. So one for Blues fans to look out for it. Uh, yeah, no, just ticking along nicely. But as we know, Kane, it's a long season. So we uh, keep putting the head down and, and, and doing our best. Yep, you're only as good as your next story, uh, Josh. So don't get ahead of yourself. But Chell and I got a great footy team, footy classified back on Monday and Wednesday night, the all-conquering Sunday footy show, and a stacked news footy team keeping you across the 2024 season. Josh, you'll be at the forefront of that. Appreciate your time. Go on, go on you can anytime. Josh Dore there. You can catch him on Channel 9 tonight along with uh, Tom Morris for those pictures of what went down at Hawthorne. Uh, Hawthorne fans, though, let us know. There was a lot of hype. There was buzz. There was excitement. The team was relevant again. And then this happens. Like, you're on the right path, but losing three, four key players, that's going to really put you back in the pack, which is which is pretty thick there through the, the middle of the ladder from anywhere from fifth to probably 13th. Try and do your top eights. You'll understand what I'm talking about there. And that is not ideal. A disaster. We'll see how they can recover. 0433981116 if you want to send me a text, or even better, if you want to jump on the phone, the Harcourt's open lines, 1300 736 736. You are listening to Sports Day, and we'll be back. Errol Goulden's going to join us tonight. What a star of the competition. He is looking forward to doing that. And Tim Gossage, gee, are we going to go at it tonight? Stick around for plenty more Sports Day coming up next.